Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit, for the presence of the Holy Spirit, and for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, for the power of the Word of God in our lives. Hallelujah. God has given us the Holy Spirit to be our helper, to be our teacher, to be our guide. And um, so, Lord, we thank you uh, tonight as we fellowship around your word, as we fellowship in your presence, Father, we just thank you that you direct our, our words, you direct our thoughts, you direct everything that is done. Continue to do that in the service tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I like to say, you know, when we, get, when we come to church, church is fellowshipping with God and his word. Church is fellowshipping with the presence of God and us doing that together. There's a, a stronger presence of God um, when we gather together often, not always, but often, because sometimes God, uh, Holy Spirit is very strong in our own private um, prayer time. Hallelujah. But when we gather together, his presence is strong. Amen. And so tonight I want to talk a little bit about, this was on my heart, about praying for others. Praying for others that it will be, uh, will be regarding in uh, healing. We'll talk some a little bit about healing, but also just generally speaking, for us praying for others. You know, often, you know, we talk a lot about the prayer of faith. We just think, well, you know, I see it in the Word, and that's what the Bible says, and I believe it, and and that's all that we need to do is just pray the prayer of faith one time. And there's, there are no other prayers associated. There's nothing else associated with that. But, you know, the, uh, the God wants to help us. And God wants to help people to receive healing or whatever it is from God that they need. And so he's our helper. He's on our side. And he wants to um, help us in many ways. You know, there's, there's different, different ways that he will help us. So we'll talk a little bit about some of those uh, tonight. Um, and so um, one thing that we can do for each other that I feel is really lacking in the church these days is praying for one another. You know, people will say all the time, you know, you see it on social media or people will just say it you know, in passing, we'll just pray for me. And people will say, oh, yeah, I'm praying for you. Well, exactly what did they do? Did they really pray for them? You know, I, I'll see people comment on social media all the times. See, I'm hip. I may be a grandmother, but I'm hip. I'm on social media. Um, anyway, you'll see it on there, and they'll just say, sending you good vibes. Uh, so, so people would say, you know, yes, I'm praying for you. But some people say, well, I'm just sending you good vibes. And um, <laughs> gee, thanks, that did a lot. Um, but, um, uh, you know, to say to somebody, I'm praying for you, what did we really do? Did we really pray for that person? If I'm going to tell somebody, if somebody asks me, will you pray for me? Because I am a person of my word. And every word that I say, I'm going to think about it. Am I going to do that? Am I going to remember it? I said I'm going to do that, and so therefore I'm going to do it. We want to be people of our word and not just flip off things and just say things quickly that we never intend to do. That's how we should be with our children. You know, like a lot of times parents will say, if you do that one more time, one more time, if you just do that one more time, then this is what's going to happen. And they say that about 10 times and it drives me up the wall. No, you say it. You think about what you're going to say before you say it. You think about it. You say it. You remember it. You do it. And so when we tell people, well, yes, I'm going to pray for you, are we really going to pray for them? Let's, let's think about that next time that, that happens. And so, um, and so, uh, you know, so if we have a family member or if there's somebody that we know who is, um, whether they're in faith or not, we don't know where they are regarding healing in their body, are they, should they just be on their own? No. Should they just stand in faith on their own? You know, well, you better get in faith. Here's a little book and read this book. And now those are good things to do. I'm all for giving out books and 
training people in faith. They need that, absolutely. But I'm teaching another aspect of it tonight, and that is how we can help one another when we are going through um, a challenge, whether it's for healing in our body or any kind of a challenge in our life, to pray one for another. So turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I screenshotted some of this in other translations today. And my daughter, who is on the iCloud with me, has a whole bunch of pictures in there now, and I can't find the scriptures. <laughs> I found them here. Oh, Katie Webb, what did you do? There it is. Okay. So I'm going to read it first in the King James. Uh, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself or himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Another translation for that word groanings is also God talk. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, we're going to go back and look at those, that script, those scriptures a little bit more closely. But I want to make a comment about verse 28 here. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Notice verse 28 comes after verses 26 and 27. If there, I can tell you, I have seen miracles personally in my life and the lives of those close to me that situations that was not the will of God, it was absolutely an attack of the devil. But because we took our authority, because we prayed according to the word, and we also prayed in other tongues, that God took a situation, or God can and has taken situations that look like uh, like you would take apart a watch and just put all those pieces in a box and you think how could we ever put this watch together but I will tell you God created the world out of chaos there was no order in the world and God created it and God can take a mess of people's lives and of situations and when we speak the word over it and when we pray in other tongues the impossible, he can make something beautiful out of it. So yes, good things happen and good things, things work together for good if people will speak the word, pray in tongues, and believe God. I mean, it talks here about the Holy Spirit helping us to make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So you, uh, so many, you know, of uh, church uh churchdom just takes that verse completely out of context and they can just you know there's just like oh well it'll all be it'll all be okay you know and they uh, they uh, exercise no authority they don't pray in tongues about it they don't speak the word and I can say that I'm still watching some of those people's lives that have told me things like that and things many 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 years later are still not worked out so um all right so verse 26 uh, I like this in verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth. When we're facing something in our bodies or lives, we are not alone. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. He doesn't just say, well, now you stand in faith and I'm not going to help you at all. No, he helpeth. Our infirmities, or in other words, our weaknesses. Sometimes, you know, you're faced with things, and you can know a whole lot of the Bible. Uh, you can do everything that you've known to do, and yet you still feel at a loss. Like, I've done all I know to do. 
But there I am. This is what the Holy Spirit is for. The Holy Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we, not, we know not what we should pray for as we ought. When you're praying for, other, for somebody else, we can't see their heart. We don't know what's going on on the inside of them. We don't know uh, what area they need to have revelation. We don't know what they're going through. So we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings or with God talk, which, can, uh, which cannot be uttered. He knows exactly what's going on in people's lives uh, and how they need help. When I uh, was in um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, oh, this was in the early 80s, and helped um, Kenneth Hagin in um, healing school, uh, people would come from around the country. It was, it was quite large in those days. And they would come from around the country to hear him teach in healing school. And then um, <laughs> it was so funny because here we were in our early 20s, and he calls, called us healing school technicians. I just thought, like, <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm like, I'm just a kid. You know, what do I even know? Um, and But he, you know, he would help us to help them. And so he told us some things that we should pray for people when they came. And these are things that we can, we can pray for others that we know of who are believing God for healing. Um, and he said, you know, a lot of times people just want to pray for their healing. But really, we help other people when we pray for them, when we pray those Ephesians prayers for them, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. I won't go into them. If you don't know them, come see me. But praying as an example in Ephesians 1, for the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened. And you can pray specifically. The closer a person is to you, the more um, you can know precisely maybe what they need. I've done that with people who are close to me. I've been able to see, you know, I see that they, it seems like when they talk, they don't see something about this that perhaps I do, or perhaps the Holy Spirit just revealed it to me. I don't know, so I could pray for them. So then I would say, Lord, I pray for so-and-so. Uh, enlighten the eyes of their understanding in the area of healing, Father, show them the mercy of God that they not dwell on the past. You know, like maybe you know it's something in their past. There could be so many things. But that they would see uh, clearly uh, your mercy and the free gift that you've given to them of healing. And so praying like this for them to help them to stand in faith, to help them to stand strong. Another one is uh, praying that they would be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. So I pray for Larry. Lord, strengthen Larry in the name of Jesus, in his inner man. He'd be strong in the Lord and that he would stand in faith in Jesus' name and pray in tongues and take the time to say those things over people. Often, we think when we pray, it has to be only in a prayer closet, and it must be for at least an hour. But it doesn't. You know, people can come to you, and, and when they come to you, and when they come to your mind, pray right then. You may pray a 30-second prayer. You may pay a one-minute prayer. You may, just, you may just say, Lord, I pray for Larry. You, you have no inclination about what to pray for Larry. You know he's dealing with something, but you just say, Lord, I pray for Larry, and then you just pray in tongues for 30 seconds, 45, one minute. I don't know, just whatever seems good. The Bible says we're not heard for our much speaking. And so I pray for Larry, or I might know some specific about Larry, or I might just pray a scripture over Larry. But <clears throat> we should be continually listening to our hearts like this and lifting up people. People come to me, I remember even when I was younger, um, I mean, when I was first filled with the Holy Spirit in my early 20s, I would get people on my heart, they just pop into my mind. When someone pops into your mind, why do you think they're popping into your mind? Why don't you just say, you know what? I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. That person must be popping into my mind because I should pray for them. 
And you know, even if that's not why they popped into your mind, well, just do it anyway. It's just a good idea. And so, um, so you'll find that sometimes when people come, and so I would like maybe sometimes contact that person. And it's okay to like let somebody know. We don't have to know all what's going on in their life. We don't have to pry. But it's fine to just tell somebody, you know what, I just want you to know. I've been praying for you. Or now, you can do it really easily. You can send them a text message. Just want you to know. Sometimes I don't say I'm praying for you. Depending on their spiritual condition, some people don't want you to be praying for them. <laughs> hey, they'll get mad at me. I've had some people go like, don't ever write. I had a few people go, don't, don't ever text me that again. I don't want to know you're praying for me. I think you're being rude for doing it, blah, blah, blah. So I've learned then some people's situations, you just say, you're on my heart and send them a little heart. And just reach out to them in love. The love of God never fails. And every day I try to go, okay, I'm going to touch people today. Holy Spirit, have me touch people today in some way that I'm reaching out to them to in love. I'm praying for them, whatever, however it may be. You know, uh, some people, they're always like, I, I just want to preach. I just want to minister. I just want to be in front of people, and that's what I want. So give me something to do. And you want to go, the, the, uh, the, um, the world is a mission field and a place to preach. There are so many opportunities to minister to people every day, wherever we go. If we just pray and listen to the Holy Spirit, there's multitudes of opportunity every day. And now my dad, I'm going to tell on my dad a little bit here. Turn off your hearing aids. No, he doesn't have hearing aids. Um, you know, he's, can I tell your age? I think we should because I think you're great for 89. I mean, he still cooks for himself. I cook for him occasionally. And um, he um, cleans his own house, and I check it out every once in a while, make sure he's doing a good job, and he does a very good job. But, you know, he's always, here he is, 89 years old. He is out, and he has outlived. How many coffee groups have you outlived? You can't even count them. He, you know, one, it's, it's, it's never at a pricey place, of course. You know, uh, he goes where you get, they go where you get free coffee and cheap coffee. Yeah, I, I, I'm cut from that cloth. But anyway, um, so they go to their coffee groups. He's uh, visited people who were sick in his coffee group. He's witnessed to them. He brings them Bibles, you know, and he goes out and finds all the old people sitting at the mall drinking coffee and joins their group, and they have their little groups. And then he's, you know, always cleaning up for all the, because uh, he's the only man living around there. All the women have outlived their, their men. But he's always cleaning up their yards and witnessing to people and looking for opportunities to love people and do things. So there are opportunities for us that abound if we'll just look for them every day. And so, um, oh, I took way too many rabbit trails. Where was I? Does anybody know? Huh? It doesn't matter. You're a woman. You wouldn't care. It's the men in here that are going, please, where are you? When, when I do ladies groups, I don't even try to stay on track because they all can follow you. They just, our minds just go around real fast, and we're like, nope, that's not a problem at all. But I try to respect men. Okay, back to uh, the scripture. Yeah, okay. Um, Turn with me to Isaiah. Let's look at Isaiah 43. I should have a little microphone in my ear because my husband's probably watching on Facebook. And um, he could tell me where I was at. Anyway. Um. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 20, let's look at verse 25 and 26. I love verse 25. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake. And get this, and will not remember thy sins. You know, we need to be like God. Not just forgive people, but do our very best to forget. Forget how they've wronged us. 
forget how they've offended us, and for ourselves as well. You know, many times God has forgiven us, but sometimes we don't forgive ourselves. We need to forgive ourselves and forget it. Amen. And then verse 26, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. I like that. You know, um, uh, children, well, children do put us in remembrance, but um, I really like having adult children and I look at it and often see my relationship with the Lord like I, I'm an adult with God. And I can, when I come to him on someone's behalf, I can plead my case. Now, if I know that person really well, you can plead their case as far as, um, I don't want to be too personal here, um, but you can, you can go through and you can go, okay, this person, Lord, I, we need this person. And this is why we need this person in my life and in my family and in, and in these other lives here. This is why we need this person. And we need this person to be strong and healthy. And we need, and we need that. I need it. You need it, Lord. We need it. We need it. So I prayed this way for my husband. Okay, so whatever. There you go. So I prayed that and I've said, I need him. My children need him. My grandchildren need him. Our church needs him. People beyond our church need him. We need him. And I've said, he has, he believes you. I've never heard him speak one word of doubt, Father. Never. I've never heard him speak a word of doubt. I've seen him stand in faith. I've seen him walk in faith. I've seen him put the word first in his life. I live with him, and I know him, his uh, positives and negatives more than anybody else, and he's a man that I respect because I've, I've watched his life up close, and I've never seen him speak a word of doubt, and I know, number three, he believes you with all of his heart. And so, Father, you will not cause him to be ashamed. You are his defender, Lord. And begin to uh, quote scripture back to God. God is our defender. God will not cause us to be ashamed in our faith. He has forgiven, you know. Okay, so then, well, Pastor Mike must not have forgiven people. Well, I know he has. We have discussed it. There's no unforgiveness, you know. And, and gone through these things. And because I'm very close, I can plead the case of a lot of things. And, and the Holy Spirit would show me things sometimes to specifically pray. Pray for him about la, la, la. And it wasn't like, you know, I, I, know, so, I, I know so much. It's a working together with the Holy Spirit in prayer. He will help us. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. We're not left orphans. We're not left on our own. We're not left comfortless. He is there to help us. He's there to empower us. He's there to give us wisdom and insight and direction if we will lean on him and rely on him to do it. I will help. He will help us. Hallelujah. Uh, we don't have to just do it. We just don't even have to act on the word in our flesh. But we're empowered by the quickening power of the Holy Spirit to even act on the word. As it doesn't mean we always feel like it. But we can draw from our spirit that there are many times we will sense the quickening power, which he's been talking about, Pastor Mike's been talking about on Wednesdays, the quickening power of the Holy Spirit within us to help us. He does. We, he, we're just not left just like blah, blah all the time. If you're just blah all the time, then you need to pray in tongues and read the Bible. Because I'll tell you, if you pray in tongues... Thank God for the Holy Spirit. You will, you can, you can encourage yourself in the Lord like nobody else can. You know, when somebody was, somebody remember where I was right there and then remind, <laughs> remind me. Uh, you know, when I was in Bible school, everybody wanted a word from Brother Hagin. I just want Brother Hagin to prophesy over me. And you know, people pretty much haven't changed nowadays. I hear they're prophesying over here. I just want someone to prophesy over me. I'll tell you what, you grow in God to where you know the voice of the Holy Spirit and you put the word of God so in your heart. I can tell you, I have been prophesied over by Brother Hagin. 
And in my life now, the, the word, the scripture that the Holy Spirit will speak to my heart is as or eh, more powerful than words he spoke over me. What are you going to do if you're all by yourself in a jungle somebody where there's nobody to prophesy over you? No, we pray in tongues. We fill our heart with the word of God. And I tell you, in our own personal times of prayer, the Holy Spirit will give us the help we need for whether it is in our body, whether it is in the body of a loved one that we have, if life is falling apart or whatever it is, we get in that, that prayer closet and in that place of prayer and God will, he'll just show you, he might show you one thing to do that doesn't seem like a very big deal. It's usually, usually like miracles that I've seen, it is exactly like that. He'll, he'll give one little thing. And it, it'll be very simple. But think of what he said to the disciples. He just said, well, just go out there. And you just came back from fishing. So just go back out there and just put the net on the other side of the boat. I mean, huh? Like, isn't, aren't fish going to, like, come down from the sky, you know? But God will give just something so simple. Go wash in the Jordan River seven times. We can talk ourselves out of the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we have to be careful that we don't do it, but we act on those little things that he gives us to do. And just doing that little thing, I've watched situations where sometimes I'll think, I'll look back at it and I'll think, how did God unravel that? And you can't quite explain it all. You'll think, well, I remember he said such and such, and I did do that. But then before I knew it, it was just kind of like things started falling off. You know, and it just like was a slow progression. And before you know, you look and you go, wow, we had a miracle. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. So uh, this scripture that says, Put me in remembrance. Put him in remembrance of what? Put him in remembrance of his word. Remind him. Remind him. Uh, and then it says, let us plead together. It reminds me of, um, uh, oh, there was a situation recently. And it was kind of. I've told the Lord how I thought about things, but this situation, I didn't even ask for his input. I didn't ask what he thought about. I didn't ask if it, what it was his will. Usually I'll, you know, like if it's not spelled out in the Bible, I'll say, well, no, Lord, whatever's your will. But, um, oh, man, I'm talking so long. But um, anyway, uh, but I, I, I thought, I'm not going to ask God what he thinks about this because I can look at it myself and tell you it's not good. I can look at the situation. I don't have to pray about the situation, but I can look at the situation and go, this isn't good. And it's not good because, and then I could list the reasons why it wasn't good and all those reasons lined up with the word. So I told the Lord, I go, Lord, I don't like it. I don't want it. So therefore, I ask you to do such and such about it. That was the first time I ever like came exactly from that angle. And I thought about this scripture. Let us plead together. Let us reason together. Put me in remembrance. Let us reason together. And I thought, yes. I thought, you know, when you become an adult with God, you can reason with him. Children, are you cannot reason with. You definitely cannot reason with teenagers. We know this. Because they're very emotional. But when you become an adult, you can reason. And so when we become adults with God, we can reason together with him and go, nope, this is why I don't like it. So this is why I'm going to ask you to do such and such about that. And that one particular situation, within a week, it was over. It was over. So um, there's, there's power. There's power in prayer. Okay. Okay. Um, 
let's see which I want to turn to because I'm, I'm taking longer than I thought I would. Turn with me to John 6, 63. I was listening, I was, uh, this was a few weeks ago, and um, so sometimes if I wake up at four in the morning, or especially three in the morning, I really do want to go back to sleep, and so <clears throat> Brother Hagen just has this kind of a voice that just knocks you out right away, <laughs> knocks you out right away, <laughs> did that to us in services too, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, and um, so I came across this one uh, video, I I don't ever remember him saying this, but I have experienced it. Now, it's possible when I was younger, I heard him say this. Um, but, you know, uh, it's kind of like some when you hear uh, scriptures, and you may have heard it a hundred times, but boy, that hundred and first time you heard it, it, it's revealed to you. You finally understand it. You go, oh, wow, I've heard that so many times, and that's what that says? You know, you're surprised. So he said this, and um, it was regarding praying for other people. And, um, you know, the Bible says that we shouldn't worry, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. What is worry? Worry is, you know, we're thinking about the situation all the time. <sighs> you know, we know that. But there's a different side of it that's a side of faith that we can carry you know, old-time people would say, I don't know how you'd say it now, but you could carry a burden. I would say, I would call it, for me, I call it prayer projects. And what am I supposed to, is there something, there's certain things I'm going to be always praying about, but people can be prayer projects, you know. Um, I'm going to have, Linda's going to be my prayer project because I'm, I'm just making something up. Linda's my prayer project because I know she's standing in faith for healing regarding whatever. So the Holy Spirit puts on my heart, or usually it's on my heart, but it's not that complicated. You can just decide to do it, too. And I think, and so I'm going to be, I'm like, okay, Linda's a pr one of my prayer projects, and so I'm praying for Linda. So I'm, I'm consciously remembering to pray for Linda throughout the day. Instead of worrying about Linda, Linda's in my heart, and I'm carrying Linda in my heart. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's what that would be. So because I've, I've thought about that, and I've prayed about it, you know, in a time of prayer, then throughout my day, I pop in the car, and then I'm alone, and, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift up Linda. I'm going to lift up other people that are my prayer projects. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them in English. I'm going to pray, pray scripture over them. Sometimes when you pray for them in tongues and you've been praying with, for them for a while, uh, a scripture you will get a scripture for them. Sometimes you should share it with them. Sometimes you shouldn't. Sometimes I forget. <laughs> I don't just because I forgot. And, um, but Brother Hagen talked about this, and this is what I wanted to say, which I had experienced. Sometimes I'm praying about something, and it's so on my heart and my mind that he said, when you have to be around people or you're around people or in a situation, you're not even, you're not, obviously can't be there praying, right? But he said, within you, you are praying, and it's not just an English prayer. It's a stirring of your spirit for them that you're praying for them. And your, your heart is reaching out to God for that person. And you're not even saying words. But it's just the first thing that comes in your heart, and you're reaching out to them. And when I, I heard him say that, I thought, man, I do that. I do that. And I learned it, and, but I never heard him say that. And I thought, that is a good thing. We need to, all of us need to, how many people need our prayers? How many people in your family? 
How many, how many situations that we see in our country and in the world? How many people in our church need our prayers? The Holy Spirit is looking for people who will pray. Hallelujah. But it's not a burden and it's not heavy. Uh, he will even help us to pray. Okay, so we're going to look really quickly at um, John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the spirit that quickeneth. Hallelujah. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Glory to God. I remember reading this scripture. I just remembered right now reading this scripture when I was in a, a, a room with my mother uh, when she was just about to go to heaven the last few days. And I saw that scripture. When you are around people that are about to go to heaven, and I uh, talked to a few other people that experienced it, it's like the, and they're going to heaven, it's like the heavens open. The Bible was so real to me, and I saw that scripture so real, uh, like I had never seen it before. Hallelujah. God's word is a living thing. It's alive. And when we operate in the Spirit by speaking His Word, when we pray in other tongues and stir our spirits up and we walk, when we walk in the Spirit, there is life that comes from us, through us, out of us, the flesh profits nothing. Hallelujah. When we, uh, Lester Summerall said this, he said, um, if I don't ever examine my faith, I examine my relationship with God. God is a spirit. And we communicate with God, we commune with God, we touch God, we receive from God by our spirits, not our minds. And I think often we, uh, when we're walking by faith, it's just mere mental assent. Yes, I know the Bible says that. Well, you know, the Bible also says the devils believe and tremble. So it's not just mental assent to the Bible, it's heart trust. So when, we, uh, uh, when we're uh, looking at something, we shouldn't examine our faith, but let's examine our relationship with God. We communicate with God who is a spirit. We communicate spirit to spirit. His words are spirit. When we approach the Bible, it shouldn't be like a, a literature book. I mean, I guess you could do that, like with a lot of the stuff in the Old Testament when you read about, you know, the stories and the history and all. That's all good. But if that's all we do, we are not feeding our spirit. We should approach the Bible prayerfully. God is speaking to me. These are spirit words. He's God. He's a spirit. He gave us these words. They're not just words of people or any words, these are words for my spirit whereby life is imparted to my spirit, life is imparted to my flesh, and then we speak that. Hallelujah. So, God is not a mind He's a spirit being. Um, God is a spirit, and we contact him with our spirits. So we need to develop our spiritual relationship with God and fellowship and fellowship with him. I have way more, but I'm just going to stop because I don't want you to say, she went too long, Pastor Mike. And then I don't want you to fall asleep and fall out of your chair. And then we'll have to raise you up. <laughs> but how important fellowship with God is.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just want to encourage you to, um, to pray for others that you know of. And we're going to, uh, Ryan, if you want to come up. We're going to do that for a little bit tonight. We're going to minister life um, to, because it helps people. And so if you are standing in faith for healing and you, we're going to just minister life to you, the life of God within us, the life-quickening power of God within us, we're going to lay our hands on you. We're going to minister life to you. We're going to just pray over you. We're going to stand with you in faith. So if there's something you are trusting God for regarding healing, I'd like to raise you to raise your hand, please. Quite a few people. Okay. All right. You could just stay where you're seated, but leave your hand lifted up, please. And, um, okay, if those of you who are not... Uh, lifting your hands. If you'll go, it should be at least two people around each person. And um, we're just going to, we're going to minister life to you. We won't start praying yet. I'll tell you when. Leave your hands up. Hallelujah. Bear ye one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 We stand together. We stand with you. Blessed be Jesus. Blessed be the Lord. Make sure he's, could you make sure the piano's on in the house? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We lay hands on these in faith. And we minister life. Say, I speak life. I speak life to this body. Strength to this body. Quickening to this body. Restoration. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for quickening each one of them. Hallelujah. We pray for each one of these, Lord, that they would be strengthened with mighty power by your spirit in their inner man. We pray for each one of them, Lord, that the, the eyes of their understanding regarding healing, regarding the goodness of God, whatever area, Father, that, that they need, that the Holy Spirit helps them. He helps them to see. Hallelujah. Now we're just going to pray for them in tongues. You help them. We speak life in Jesus' name. We receive Casabresci Seferi Mastondo. We receive Casabresa Tala Baravara Dadabara. We receive your strength. Sebrasha Kanda Dedabeja de Gadzebre Kediveche. We receive your quickening power. Sabresha Gedan Zebre Savara Dabara. Oh, Resabrabada, I had a take the basol of Remesa Padadastaya. Lengi di baju gede de bodz gede beste karesi priste de lara de bari de devesh de baria igidi bazore vedi de besheri in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 zore de lara de baraba de de baju kasta rikazore himself took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. What he took, we need not take. What he bore, we need not bear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's all stand. 
And let's just thank God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we rejoice. We thank you that you are working in us. You are working in our bodies. You are working in these bodies. Blessed be Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Healing is ours. Healing is ours. Strength is ours. Victory is ours. We speak it. We declare it. We rejoice about it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Life in Jesus' name. Life in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. God, you're good. You're faithful to us. We receive. We know you're working in us. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name. <laughs> we rejoice in you, Lord. For God is good. God is good, he is good, and his mercy endures forever. God, you're good, full of mercy, all compassion. You are good, you are good. <laughs> oh, Lord, you are good. Lord Jesus, God is good, he is faithful and true to you, rejoice. <laughs> Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart is life. Hallelujah. We can be at peace because we know he's working in us. And the Bible says a tranquil heart is life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, your peace, Prince of Peace, we worship you, give you honor and praise, oh God. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We receive, say, I receive. I believe I receive. I believe I receive. And only speak his word. Hallelujah. He is your helper and he will help you. 
We are not left alone. We are not left orphans to do it on our own. But his life-giving power, his life-giving spirit, the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Hallelujah. If you would say tonight, I don't know Jesus. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. And I want to know Jesus as my Savior. We don't want to take anything for granted. Just with all the heads bowed and eyes closed, raise your hand quickly to say if you would say, I would like to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I would like you to pray for me. Okay, if you would say, you know, I have not been walking in close fellowship with God like I should be. But tonight, I'm going to make the change. And there are areas that I haven't been listening to him, but I'm going to make the change tonight. And I'm going to surrender those areas of my life and make Jesus the Lord. I'd like you to raise your hand, please. That's you. Thank you. Amen. We just say, Lord, with these, we surrender. We obey. We listen to your voice instead of resist your voice in Jesus' name. And the last thing I'm going to ask is if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, we talked about it tonight. We talked about the power of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. You would maybe like to know more about it or you would like to receive it. <laughs> if you want to lift your hand, we'll pray with you. Not in here, but we'll send you to another place of prayer. If you would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of God with the evidence of speaking in tongues, just raise your hand so we can pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, the Lord is good, isn't he? Amen. Thank God that we can fellowship together. Get charged up with other people who believe like us. It's wonderful, isn't it? We're not, we have the Holy Spirit, but we're also not alone. We have other people. Amen. Well, have a blessed week, and um, we will see you Wednesday night or next Sunday. God